Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the actor Greg Haste. Greg, hello. Hello. And merry ding dong to you. Oh yeah, merrily on high. <laughs> And low and every other level. Um, what have you brought to talk about? Uh, Father Ted Christmas special. Yay! A Christmassy Ted. Oh, God, I love this Which so is, much. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you for bringing it. That was a delight. So um, this is in 1996. Yeah. There have been two series of Father Ted. That's right, and then they have three. Two they... staggeringly brilliant series. Oh, it's such a delightful world to sort of fall into. It really, really is. Yeah. And again, so many times on this podcast, obviously I prefer to just watch old TV. New TV is too depressing. <laughs> but it's... It's a world you love escaping into, isn't it? It's that they've created an entire oh, it's sealed, brilliant. brilliant world where everyone is a bit mad yeah. and uh, slapstick, eccentric kind of clowns just every, everywhere you look. I sometimes this is but it's not it, an annoying This might just way. be me, and yeah. I don't really watch Star Trek, but sometimes Star Trek <laughs> had a low budget, so they'd go to a parallel world. Yeah. <laughs> so they could save money on costumes and stuff. This yeah. happens in science fiction. But they've just turned up the volume, yes. like the graphic equalizer, and the silliness of this. And the so colour. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the saturation's a bit higher. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean, and yeah, uh, yeah. the silliness is a bit higher. And so it's it's clearly a world that you might sort of recognise, but at the same time, it's completely bonkers. Yes. This, which is absolutely... And, and you get drawn in straight away. But the reason I say this is because it's not that confusing. Even though you go in there, you no. just accept everything. Without ever... You know, when they sometimes they're, you know, they're commissioning comedy and they're saying, oh, we can't make a show about this because it's not relatable or people don't know this situation. Or the, you know, I, I had no prior knowledge of Irish priests in rural areas no, and what they get up to. It doesn't matter because you know who all these characters are. You know the types. You know their yeah, status. No, Ted it's himself, so... yeah, it's a real classic thing, isn't he? Ted yeah. wants to be better than he is. Yeah. I think it, the history of the show, he's kind of, he's had some kind of misdemeanour. Yes. Uh, a financial misdemeanour. That saw him on Craggy Island. Yeah, and now he's on Craggy place. Island. Yeah. Uh, and so clearly he wants to be famous and he wants money now. And that's basically his through line. And he's that's a, a human, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is exactly the same as you know, Basil Fawlty and, you know, yeah. Tony Hancock uh, and yes, Hyacinth exactly. Bouquet even, you know, you've got this really clear yeah. thing that internationally is something that everybody knows. We all get it, yeah. And then you've got Father Dougal, oh. who is beyond silly. Just, and, and it's a wonderful bit. The opening of the show, they're switching on the lights. <laughs> and the Ted oh, says, yes. are the lights on? <laughs> you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Hey! They are. Oh, they are, Ted. Yeah. Oh, wait now. 
What? You've gone off again. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, that's it, Ted. The back. No, don't go on again. Wait, wait a minute, Ted. No, keep it like that. No, go on. Oh, God. Ted, that's it, Ted. You're a genius. Yes, yeah. they are. <laughs> No, no they're not, not now. now. Yes, I mean, it's such a simple oh, joke. Now, Ted. Yeah, that's it, exactly. <laughs> and it's absolutely perfect. There's a lot of big slapstick and there's a lot of just small linguistic lovely stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so this is Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews, I think, probably at their finest. Yeah. They've both done good things. Here. And Black Books is one of my all-time other favourite yeah, things. Big Train is one of my favourite sketch oh, series God, of yes, all time. Oh, God, yes, I forgetting that. Yeah, then. they did Big Train. But for all, for all the them splitting off and doing separate things, they've never been better than, I think, oh, this it's together. exquisite. And they're, they're clearly they're so riffing talented, on each other. Yeah, I can imagine the writer's else. room, they're really, really laughing. Oh. And they're sort of daring each other a bit. So, like, the plot is a little bit bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, uh, always. And they're sort of being very playful with it. So it sets up uh, and they end up just... Well, there's a brilliant... And actually, I read this in a, an interview with Graham Linden years ago, and it's really stayed with me. It was, yeah. uh, somebody said to him, how do you think of all the plots for Father Ted? And he said, well, you don't really think of the plots. You just get a really, really good sense of character. Ah. And because they know the central sort of four they or five characters really well, yeah. you just put them in a, in a situation <laughs> and then the plot kind of writes itself. It's so brilliant. And he actually used this example, which was, what if you put some priests in a department store? <laughs> Where exactly are we now? Well, we're in the... Um... In the... Oh, we're in lingerie. We're in lingerie. What's the problem there, Ted? Oh. Where would they end up? Oh, my And, of course, this God. is the famous one when they end up in this sort of... Uh... Yeah. Vietnam-like war scenario. <laughs> They're like, in a laundry department. They get stuck in the laundry section. What's the, what's the line they keep saying? It's the biggest in Europe, I believe. That. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't suppose you know the way out of here. It's uh, Ireland's biggest lingerie section, I understand. Really? Yeah, I read that. Somewhere. It's gigantic. So they, they're just surrounded by bras and panties. Yeah, they are. Which, of course, if they ever get discovered, it's going to be a real problem. Yeah, it would so they be have bad. to find a way of escaping. So they kind of hunker down behind <laughs> yeah, like right. a stand covered in bras. Yeah, that's they? right. And one guy keeps getting, <laughs> he keeps getting really injured because he gets caught in a bra strap <laughs> and he keeps getting whiplash in the <laughs> eye. But they play it quite seriously. And no, eventually. That's, that's the brilliance. They do play it completely straight. Yeah, and eventually. <laughs> it's, it's great. Eventually, <laughs> Ted finds the fire exit and he sort of he, uh, ushers them all out, shepherds them all out. It's yeah. sort of, but really high dramatic stakes as if they're sort of diving out with the parachutes Yeah, like they're pushing out the plane. Yeah, amazing, that's amazing. It. And it's brilliant. But this means that he gets, because of this, <laughs> he gets offered the Golden Cleric Award, which he is does. the main thrust. Which obviously, Ted's aspirational. He's always wanted to be noticed and, like you said, yeah. after fame, notoriety, whatever. And this is kind of his dream. Like, yeah. he's been building up to this his whole life. Yeah, he's going to get the recognition. He gets to make a big speech. Yeah, exactly. And oh, the speech is, well, we'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mrs Doyle, um, obviously, if you don't know Father Ted, please watch it. Mrs Doyle is the housekeeper. Yeah. She's obsessed with offering people cups of tea. Um, and she's just she's she's clearly filled with inner turmoil at all times, <laughs> but just smiles through it and never says because she's a forbearing Irish housewife and that's what they do. Oh. Uh, never complains. But um, she is given <laughs> for Christmas a tea's maid. It's brilliant. So and Ted they think, thinks it's a nice. Yeah, this thing is going to do. be wonderful for Mrs. Doyle. Yeah. All that labour saving we can do for her because she's always <laughs> making tea, and this will really help speed up the process. And she says thank you, and then her, we just see her face. Everyone else doesn't, and she just crumples into like a, a silent howl of pain. I love no! it. I love it. I love, part of the thing I love about Mrs. Doyle is that you know when you sort of destruct, uh, deconstruct a character, you know, I remember writing this in you know doing a drama or A level or whatever. You try yeah. to work out what their objectives are. <laughs> They're super objective. You know, Hamlet needs to sort of resolve. The, the murder and all this kind of stuff. She just wants to make tea, and it's such a, it's such a pure thing. She just wants the kindness from making tea, and then he's done the worst thing possible. Simple flick of a switch, and he can access coffee, hot chocolate, or Horlicks. Yes, tea master really takes the misery out of making tea. Well, what do you think? Maybe I like the misery. 
I mean, you know, Father Ted wants fame. Um, uh, Mrs. Doyle wants uh, to make tea. Yeah. Father Jack wants drink. Drink feck girls. And women, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Father Dougal wants matador stuff, <laughs> which is just a brilliant side. They're a family, aren't they? So there's like a, yeah. I guess there's like a sort of mum and a dad. And he's always the kid. Yeah. He's always, he's the innocent. He's also lovely. He's got like a really open heart, but he's an absolute imbecile. Yeah, like, one of my, one of my, it's not actually in this episode, but one of my favourite jokes ever. And it's a bit of a visual joke, so please, uh, you know, bear with me. Imagine <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but I think it's the opening joke of the very first episode is yeah. when uh, Dougal's got shaving foam all over his face. <laughs> and so naturally, Father Ted looks at him and Ted points at his own face and says, there's some shaving foam here. And yeah. Dougal says, no, there isn't Ted, because Ted's pointing at his own face, <laughs> which is just great. Simple but brilliant. And then it turns out that he's not even having a shave. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they never explain why he's got shaving foam. Never there, explain. So. Don't explain. That's brilliant. But they are. They're a proper sitcom family. Yeah. Um, so in this episode, uh, Ted is obviously puffed up yeah. with pride and pomp and kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's not a good winner, is he? Basically, he's uh, he doesn't handle suddenly becoming successful that well. He's he's kind of great, really, because you know he's not actually that likable a character. No, 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 he's you, a dreadful You really relate to anybody you know like that. And he's desperate to sort of do this and get all... And, of course, it, he actually ends up making a speech that is the most boring speech in the world. And it goes on for hours. Yeah, and he's really bitter. And they cut away, <laughs> and then they cut back. I think my favourite bit, and we're, again, this is something that gets quoted a lot in our house, uh, they, they cut back to him, pages and pages of the script, the, the speech having been gone through. And now to the liars. <laughs> just, he's got a list of people he wants yeah. to say, F you too. And That's it's just, right. It's beautifully done. It's a, a great study of someone just unloading years of, you know, their low status kind of hatred for the world. Very, very good. It's brilliant. And that's sort of the main thrust of the plot. But the thing that makes me think that Graham and Arthur must have had so much fun writing yeah. it is they still stick in the sort of sideways stuff that could have gone somewhere and doesn't. Completely. Quite early in the episode, somebody turns up and puts a newborn baby on the doorstep. <laughs> yes, I've forgotten uh, that. <laughs> and they open the door. And of course, we clearly think that this is going to be the plot. This yeah, is the yeah. plot. And they go, no, that'll be... That'll be, I can't remember how quite how they say it. They say that no, that, there'll be no interest in that whatsoever. They sort of really it's a right, real yeah, meta yeah. version of it when they completely are not. Hey, we started writing this version, and then we yeah, and then we threw it out. Actually, stuff that is much fun yeah. if they get trapped in the laundry. Got, yeah, we've got a bad version. Who was that, Ted? Uh, it's just some woman looking for Riley's house. She had a baby with her. <laughs> for a moment, I thought somebody had just left it on our doorstep. <laughs> God, Ted, could you imagine what would have happened if she'd left it with us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'd have been looking after it and everything and getting into all sorts of hilarious jams. <laughs> the whole thing would have been very, very funny. <laughs> well, uh, it wouldn't have been that funny, Ted. <laughs> Actually, no. But one thing I like about it is that I really love stuff that's sort of silly and clever at the same time. Yes. And this really ticks those boxes. It does. So completely. it's got lots of wordplay and lots of character stuff, but there's yeah. some really good slapstick. Mrs Doyle. Oh, is up on the windowsill half the time and she does it over and over again no one falls off a windowsill better than that woman it's so good she's it's so good she sort of lifts up one leg and then sort of wobbles a bit and then without moving any out. any bit of her body she just I'm clearly there's just a crash mat position yeah. yeah and just lands but we don't know that she just she disappears <laughs> behind the sofa and it's perfect and they do like three or four variations of this until she eventually falls out she's like hoover is it this episode of where she's hoovering the windowsill oh yeah she's, and she's, then falls she's, she's doing that and she leans on the window and the, the window just spins oh, around that's right and goes around right round and disappears but she's really good and actually <laughs> she's only 34 oh, I know and she's amazing and like I, I ended up looking at their ages this is what you do idling oh, away oh I know now, you're, now we're middle aged Greg I don't yeah. know if I can speak Dermot to Morgan is, you know, died when he was 45 oh Jesus uh, and Ardell Hunter was 32 so he's only two years younger than yeah, yeah, or yeah. 31 or something I can't quite remember crikey um, but again it's that unit of 
brilliant people. Yeah. But then careering into all of this, they have this very sort of dangerous character called Father Todd Anxious, oh, yes. who turns up. Todd Unctuous, and great he's name. really unreadable, and he's played by this guy called Jeremy Sawley, who's in big Hollywood movies. Yeah, yeah. Usually playing a kind of guy that you meet occasionally who's very confident, super friendly, but you don't know whether he's going to sort of give you a dead leg and steal your oh, pocket Oh, OK, money. yeah, I know exactly who you mean. It's yeah, like yeah, when you yeah. meet people who have had too much of a certain um, drug. Yes, yes, And they're laughing really, really hard at everything you say. <laughs> but you're talking, you also it's think like this... like me normally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I see. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's pretty scary, and he comes in, and he um, there's a scene when he sort of sort of wanders around in his pants a bit, yeah, and it's just a little bit threatening. <laughs> Look at you lying in there like a big Egypt. <laughs> well, here we all are now, all the lads, <laughs> just like in the old days. Eh? I think he's just in this episode. He's actually a criminal. And he's sort of on the run, and he's that's he, right. He he really. I mean, his thrust is that he just collects awards. He just wants to get awards. I think that's which right. is quite a good yeah, thing. Yeah, so he yeah. turns up and he pretends that he knows them, and they get that's a bit freaked it. out because they can't quite. He's a kind of grifter. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Mrs. Doyle has to guess who he is, and she just has the longest list oh, of names God, yes. ever. It's like one of those clowning things when you sort of carry on forever. <laughs> and she comes up with all sorts of uh, brilliant names. Father Henry Big Bigging. Father Hank Tree. Father Hiroshima Twinkie. <laughs> Father Stig Bubble Card. Father Johnny Helzepoppin. Father Luke Duke. Yeah, really he, does, he does a very good line in sort of um, threatening, you don't know what's going on behind the eyes kind of characters. Those, those yeah, guys. he does. Yeah. I actually tried to find out what he was doing nowadays. And yeah. Had a quick look. And he did get arrested recently. <gasps> what? For, for criminal... <laughs> For criminal damage. Oh, my God. Yeah, he got arrested for criminal damage of two flower pots. Oh, <laughs> no, that is, is, the best that is sinister. <laughs> I think that's the classic sort of case of How being really, really hard, but for... also being a bit of a turn. What? That's nuts. So did he Did he read the full story? Like, did he just splash a couple of flower pots? It was in Bunbeg in Ireland, a place I've never been to, so Ooh. I'm not quite sure if this is the type of thing you Maybe do. it's like a bylaw there that if you smash pots, that's yeah, it. Yeah, maybe he got a free Guinness or something. Public like enemy number one. Yeah. But he, no, he is brilliant. Amazing. I, there's, there's loads of sort of little free gags. At one point, they have um, they have a little um, chat back line, which is the thing I'd forgotten existed, which is they used to phone into oh eight nine eight numbers. Oh yes, and, uh, make friends with priests, and it's actually called priest chat back. Oh god, it's brilliant. Oh eight nine eight double three two oh one. Isn't there? There's a TV commercial, isn't That's there? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It used yeah. to be gay exchange. Be connected with priests in your area. But, uh, they're obviously pastiche now. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, remember I grew up in one. Yorkshire, and there was one that was brilliant. It was um, if you're sat around at home, make new friends on the telephone. <laughs> Oh, eight nine eight double four double oh double five or something like that. <laughs> Greg is available for voiceover. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're just so many nice little touches. The, the, well, there's an episode where they were giving up stuff for Lent, which I think <laughs> is one of my favourites. Where they're, I think uh, Dougal's giving up rollerblading. <laughs> Ted's trying to give up cigarettes and I think they're trying to stop Jack from drinking I'm not sure and then they all get to the stage literally after about 10 minutes of not being able to do the thing that they want to do <laughs> where they start to lose their minds and start hallucinating and um, Dougal looks at Ted who's speaking to him and, and Ted becomes a giant talking roller boot <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a really good cutaway at this point when uh, Ted suddenly realises I think Mrs Dawn tells him that he's forgotten to take a mass oh, and she goes yes. it's alright Father, Father Dougal did it <laughs> and they have re- it's a really brief cutaway and they cut to this mass and this is where all the budget of the episode's yeah. gone because there's literally a hearse that has exploded and someone, someone has memed it I believe you can find a gif of it just the yeah the hearse in the ditch with the, the flames <laughs> coming it's absolutely brilliant I love to, it. to go for that to go to that amount of trouble for a quick sight gag yeah it's just I mean it's this slightly over. unreal world you sort of totally buy into that yeah and you sort of know that's going to happen a little bit yeah 
But you know, one of the one of the really high stakes things uh, for somebody being criminal in this is that somebody's been getting backhanders for doing quicker masses. Because <laughs> it's so yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And all that stuff, I just love. It's terrific. Yeah, it's so it, silly. And they really celebrate the contrived nature of that kind of stuff. Yeah. The famous one when there's a black rectangle on the window. Oh God, yes. And it's purely for the payoff. Absolutely and, fantastic. Yeah, he looks like Hitler when you look at him from they, a different he, aspect. He looks like a fascist. It's absolutely wonderful. It is. It is greatly missed, as, as obviously we know. They filmed the. Third series is right that's right and then yeah. the day after they day finished after filming died. Dermot uh, Morgan just had a heart attack and died and that was that yeah it was it a real was shame so apparently they were only going to do three episodes uh, three episodes three series anyway yeah um, oh that's alright then <laughs> no yeah. I know that's not what you're saying that, but that's not quite so the Christmassy vibe I was trying to bring to this wonderful no, podcast of yours no. wow <laughs> oh, you are cold <laughs> yeah I'm looking for the remake no I know exactly You'd be brilliant, actually. Which priest would you play? Oh, my goodness. I can see I you know. as a Dougal. Yes, I'd love to do Dougal. I yeah. quite like doing that innocent thing. Oh. It's great. I mean, there was also that thing, of course, that, that Frank Kelly had that sort of what I would call a Pam St. Clement vibe, which is when oh. you see the person being the character, not being the character yes. on stage. Yes, just totally different. Totally different. Charming. He was a proper classical actor. Well spoken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Surprisingly posh. Yeah, no, I love all that, really. Mm. I guess if ever, you know. Where I to play Father Dougal in this remake? Do you want to try the accent now, just to see if you can? Hey, no, no, Julia, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, this is I've a time done... of goodwill to all uh, folk around done, the world. So. I've done accents on this podcast, and I'm not sorry. No regrets. No going back. You, you, just... You're welcome to do one now. Actually, no, it's a little, right. a little Christmas treat. No, you're all right there. I won't. <laughs> hey, I love that. That was so, meta. Sorry, everyone. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks for coming and bringing this. It was brilliant. Oh, it's not difficult, really. Before That's... you go, yeah. go and have a look in the box of delights and okay, find there in a question. Let's see. I have to choose a new Doctor Who. I have ten seconds. Explain my reasoning. Well, apart from me, of course. Go. Okay, well, always... you can you can make the case yourself if you like. Uh, well, I would I would love to be Doctor Who. Something I had the great pleasure of actually being one of those audio dramas with Tom Baker, Ooh. and I got to be in Doctor Who with Tom. And no, he was everything you wanted to be Way. and more. Uh, but apart from that, what were you? What did you have to do? You can have longer than ten seconds. To... <laughs> this is too exciting. <laughs> I had to be a sort of Trump esque. It was written by my friend Dan Starkey, who was in Doctor Who as well, oh, wow. and I had to be a sort of Trump esque character who was a version of his. It's like a time thing. I mean, there's always some. <laughs> so kind of I would time think thing, I was yeah. the young Keith Barron, believe it or not. Wow, uh, Keith Barron from Duty Free, who sadly I think it might have been his last job. Oh god! So I had to be the young version of him. Did you meet him? Yeah, we got to hang out for the day, and they That's do a brilliant lunch. Awesome! Uh, so that that was great, and yeah. Tom, I got to listen to Tom Baker telling stories. Uh, he, so he was the doctor. He was the doctor. Yeah, Louise Jameson still <gasps> in it. Oh my God, yes. that's Leela, right? That's right, hey. you're really on top of this. Thanks so much. But there's still a great marking. So I remember being a little kid and thinking, oh, I can never be in Doctor Who with Tom Baker. That and of is... course, never say never, guys. Your job is cool. It was brilliant. Uh, but apart from that, I think somebody like, um, I actually think Michelle Gomez, who plays the, Ooh, uh, yes. she actually plays the master, the mistress. I know, it's too late now, isn't it, for her? She I could, know, she could, they, they could easily could. do that. Actually, they could, anything's possible in Yeah, Peter Capaldi was in it before he became uh, yeah, that's true. the Doctor. And, and some of the assistants, who, uh, they kind of try them out in other roles, don't they, and then they make I think Freema Aggerman she was in Doctor Who was like a small part and then they they made out that it was her cousin or something when they did a throwback to it It yeah Uh, so she'd be really great because she's just such a charismatic actor she's so bloody charismatic who else would be good Sue Pollard you're just going to go through all the women now because you're right on. Yeah, that's so me. Right on, I've said me, but it's maybe not my turn at the moment. Hey, white so, guy. <laughs> you should totally be Doctor Who. Yeah. Rusty oh. Lee. There we go. Right, OK, should Rusty Lee, you're up. It's your turn. Yeah. It's everyone's turn at some point. It's my turn next year. Do it. Thank you so much for coming and Merry Crimbo. It's a delight and a uh, happy new year to you all as well. Oh, jumping ahead. Bye. Bye. Dougal, put on that music. What? Put on the music that makes Father Jack stand up. What? <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.